Hey everyone, C-Note here and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like an explosion. It's only cool when you see it coming. Today on the show, I wanted to talk about the word triggered and the use of trigger warnings uh, specifically in our culture and the use of the word triggered as we sort of discuss day-to-day life things and sometimes in reference to just simply being upset about something. I may have done an episode like this in the past, but this episode was particularly inspired by a friend of mine posting something on Twitter, uh, a little excerpt from a book that she's reading. And I thought it was just an interesting topic to discuss in relation to PTSD, complex PTSD, and mood disorders. Um, so we're kind of bouncing back and forth here on the show about talking about different uh, topics. And uh, I thought this one was really interesting. So without further ado, let's hit the button and do the thing and uh, trigger this episode. Let's go. Drums, All right, everyone, welcome to the show. C-Note here. And for those who don't know me, my name is Christian Rivera. I am a multimedia designer and creative consultant. And uh, the show is all about mental health and, um, you know, being a creative person and all of that stuff. (laughs) I don't really have a tagline um, for this show, per se. It's just about... um, helping people realize that, you know, realize their potential essentially, uh, in one way or another, even sharing my own personal stories. Uh, today I wanted to talk about triggered, the word triggered and, um, what it really means because there has been quite a bit of, you know, for the past few years, it's been used as like a catch all term for when someone gets upset about something, but in its actuality, triggered is typically in reference to PTSD or, uh, something going on mental health wise, uh, typically within a mood disorder as well, you can get triggered by something and that could lead down a course of, of action, um, that gets you to a place that, that doesn't, you know, bode very well. Um, It can be really tricky talking about triggers because we need to, typically during recovery for uh, therapy of some kind, whether it's for PTSD or working through mood disorders, doing some sort of cognitive behavioral therapy, we're typically trying to work through the notion of, uh, of um, of these triggers and having to assess what's been going on with ourselves in relation to what triggers us. So if you are someone that has difficulty going to a certain place for some reason, because it triggers an emotional reaction or a series of events, or maybe a mood disorder trigger, um, you know, that essentially is going to end up being a place that you will naturally avoid. I think it's, you know, sort of mental protection to make sure that we don't go to these places that could potentially harm us. And because we've had previous experiences in that place, we assume that it's going to continue to harm us. Um, one of the things that I find really tricky with triggers is identifying the actuality of what is threatening to you versus the dissonance of what you think is threatening you, right? So those two things can be really tricky. Um, and I should say that when I'm talking about triggers and all of this stuff, I'm, again, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a licensed person. This is stuff that I'm dealing with uh, on my, in my own personal story and stuff that I've experienced with other people sharing their stuff as well. And this was actually uh, triggered 
pun intended, um, by a tweet from a friend of mine, Antonia Dodge, who is one of the one of the hosts and founders of Personality Hacker. She's fantastic and one of the people that I, I trust quite a bit uh, intellectually, and I think she would appreciate that. <laughs> um, and she's currently reading a book, and she posted on Twitter um, about this. This um, there's basically a little a page here of this book that she's reading. I still have to find out what book this is. Um, but she's uh, reading this section about PTSD and um, symptoms of it. And essentially uh, I'll read through this and then we'll kind of talk about it a little bit. So trigger warnings, because I, I trigger warnings specifically are something that we want to talk about. Um, trigger warnings are counter therapeutic because they encourage avoidance of reminders of trauma and avoidance rem- maintains PTSD. Severe emotional reactions triggered by course material are a signal that students need to prioritize their mental health and obtain evidence-based cognitive behavioral therapies that will help them overcome PTSD. These therapies involve gradual systematic exposure to traumatic memories until their capacity to trigger distress diminishes. Now, an important distinction that I think is important here, and I can't speak for the entire context of the rest of the book. This is one paragraph. Um, I think it is important to think about that on two perspectives. One, trigger warnings can be an issue because, yes, if we are getting trigger warnings for everything, then we are going to just continue to avoid things and not face our fears and face our difficulties and face things that we need to face. On the other hand, we may not necessarily need to approach these things without the support of a therapist or the support of someone telling us that this is something that we need to do. Because if we are consistently or persistently um, met with something that has that is attributed to our PTSD or something that has occurred in our past, then I can see that as an issue um, if if it counterbalances what is going on within your with your therapy. So if you are in co- cognitive behavioral therapy and you're not quite at the point where you need to face those fears just yet um, as a part of that progression, then you could be, you know, kind of throwing things out of whack. So like who's to say what the actual thing is? Um, I mean, I think it's important to face our fears and face the difficulties that we have in our lives and have to go forward towards them, right? And then there's the issue of complex PTSD, which is something that's a whole other issue. And something that I personally deal with is persistent traumas. And for me, one of my persistent traumas has been um, dealing with the with religion in my past and then my parents. And <clears throat> those two things felt has felt the same to me and only really recently have i identified that and, and identified by leaning into uh religion not being religious but like being exposed more and more to people's worldviews um and then opening myself up to having more meaningful in-depth conversations with my parents have realized that my past was littered with a bunch of gaslighting and dissonance that was very frustrating to my personality type. I'm an INTP in the Myers-Briggs system, and that means that one of the things that typically stresses me out is persistent cognitive dissonance. And growing up, especially as a kid, because when you're a child, like 
you're not taken very seriously. So I would typically have very logical deductions and discussions or ideas about things, uh, particularly when it came to religion. My parents were going through their own sort of um, growth within religion. They were they were trying to figure out what they aligned with and what they fit with. And essentially they sort of brought me along with them and tried to sort of work me into their worldview as they were trying to figure it out as well. So I was exposed to different religions. I was um, not really different religions. It's Christianity, but different versions of Christianity. And through that process, not only that, but growing up in Philadelphia, which is a very um, sensor feeler city of just do what you're supposed to do kind of thing. Um, there was just a ton of cognitive dissonance that I was surrounded by in relation to religion from both my parents and from, you know, the city and some friends and schools and the churches that I was kind of forced into essentially. And then I was, you know, put in Catholic school and high school. So throughout all of that, there was this persistent dissonance that I was experiencing this complex PTSD of having my my own personal wishes and my own perspective and everything that I desired being persistently dismissed in favor of the shoulds of what I should be learning, what I should be doing, who I should be and not being taken seriously. You know, typically my, uh, my reasonings for things, why I would want to do something or why I would want to be a certain way um, was persistently shot down as excuses or, you know, I could persistently be punished for being myself in some way, shape, or form by either my parents or my um, by school or you know workplaces, other situations. So, throughout much of my life, I've been persistently um, <laughs> punished for being myself. And uh, you know, I know plenty of people have, but uh, the the persistent. Uh, idea here is that the complex PTSD in my life was essentially continuously triggered by gaslighting. And there was some of that in my my marriage as well, which is why that essentially didn't work out. Um, and I needed to to move on from that. So for me, the complex PTSD aspect uh, has been, you know, really challenging, but I'm finding more and more lately that in order to work through these issues, I need to go through them, meaning I need to face my fears. I need to face conflict. I need to face things that I'm afraid of. And ultimately, the only way that, as far as I understand, I'm, again, not a trained therapist, but going through PTSD or bipolar disorder or anything like that, the only way to work through it specifically is through. And this book is specifically referencing PTSD I don't know how this this specifically works when it comes to a mood disorder because me getting triggered is not exactly helpful for me because it puts me through my mood cycle, right? And it's um, it can be really tricky to navigate in that sense, right? And it makes me uh, creatively stifled and I don't know where to go next and I don't know what to do and, um, you know, makes it hard to manage a relationship and a job and all sorts of aspects of life, right? So that's a persistent challenge. And I, I don't, I don't have any clear thoughts on how to approach the mood disorder aspect of it, because I feel like for you to, to work through your issues, you have to go through them and to go through them with a mood disorder is to rapidly cycle and to rapidly cycle could potentially take someone like me who is in cyclothymia and turn that into full-blown bipolar disorder, which is still possible for to happen with me, which is why I need to be careful, right? So 
and I'm sure if you're potentially listening to this, like you could be going through something similar. <coughs> I'm losing my voice as I'm talking. Um, so I'm going to take a quick break and I'm going to try to wrap this up and talk about triggers a little bit more. All right. Welcome back. I'm taking a swig of water. I think I'm, I think I'm okay. <laughs> we'll see how this goes for a little bit. Um, so I, I mostly wanted to talk about this triggered thing. And I was ironically triggered by, um, by my friend posting that screenshot, not in a negative way. I just thought it was really interesting. Um, and it made me think of how I or other people use the word triggered. We use it in sort of political discussions, or sometimes we use it in, uh, loosely in everyday life, you know, that maybe you are upset by something and you simply identify it as triggered. And I think triggered is very tricky to talk about. You know, we can use it casually as a means to reference something that upset us again, or, you know, use it as something to, because like in, 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 okay, let me back up. Most of the time, I don't realize in the moment when I'm quote unquote triggered by something. Now it's very different for me because I'm dealing with complex PTSD and, um, and, and, uh, mood disorder. But I know that some people who are dealing with PTSD will typically experience something in the moment, right? They'll be taken back to that place or experience the intense emotional experience of what was, and they'll experience it in the moment. <coughs> And that can be really scary, um, especially to go forth and go towards triggers and try to figure out how to navigate things. So you'll likely have to do that in some sort of a safe space. But again, consult your therapist as to how to actually go about that. I'm just kind of pontificating here. Um, so in reference to complex PTSD and mood disorders, you know, triggers aren't typically identifiable, at least in my experience, until a little bit after it happens because my mood disorder is kind of like slow burning and it's really after like maybe a day or two that I realized like, Oh, something's had an effect on me. Like I had that episode uh, a few episodes ago about the, the damn cheeseburger. <laughs> and um, I didn't really realize until a few days later that the cheeseburger, which caused me not to sleep very well, essentially reset my rhythm and put me into a cognitive spiral. <clears throat> A mood spiral. My throat, man. Ah, I've been having issues with uh, breathing lately <clears throat> because it's like so dry here uh, lately. And winter dryness is not fun. Um, and I can't really breathe out of my nose, even though I just took Mucinex. I'm just like, ugh, I'm totally clogged up. It's the worst. Um, <laughs> so the you know, I, I can't always tell like what's going on when I'm actually triggered. And, you know, so I feel like the mental health version of triggered is, is not always easy to identify. And it's, it can be a little insulting and upsetting to hear the word trigger being used loosely. Like, you know, somebody said something and it made me triggered. And I'm like, what do you mean by triggered? Like, what is it, what is it doing to you? Is it upsetting you? Is it putting you into a mood spiral? Like, is it clinically upsetting you, right? Like what's going on there? And it's, it's can be really frustrating um, because I just want to know the difference between like, if you're actually upset or is there something serious going on and we need to talk about it or work through it or go to a therapist or something like that. Right. 
Um, so I think words are important. I think the clarity of those words uh, leads to getting the actual help that we may or may not need, right? Ah, my voice is just getting worse as my nose gets more clogged. I just I sound like a I sound like a dopey guy. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to do. Um, which I'm probably going to wrap this up because I, I kind of ran. I'm, I've kind of run out of the <laughs> run out of steam here on this triggered conversation. But I just thought the passage was really interesting that she shared, and um, really thinking about the anxiety that the notion of trigger warnings can bring, you know, like even if you're someone who has had PTSD in your past, um, CPSD, CPTSD, uh, mood disorder, or something like that, that is in relation to all of those things, like seeing a trigger warning in like an upcoming talk or a podcast or something like that could create anxiety when it's not necessary. Right. And being sort of unexpectedly exposed to something could be, positive for your mental growth. Um, but I do recommend that you work with a therapist on that um, and you know work through cognitive behavioral therapy. So I'm going to read the paragraph one more time just so you can kind of get the context for exactly what I mean. Uh, trigger warnings are counter-therapeutic because they encourage avoidance of reminders of trauma and avoidance rem- maintains PTSD. Severe emotional reactions triggered by course material or a signal that students need to prioritize their mental health and obtain evidence-based cognitive behavioral therapies that will help them overcome PTSD. These therapies involve gradual, systematic, uh, sy- yeah, systematic exposure to traumatic experiences until their capacity to trigger distress diminishes. Diminishes. So it's continued exposure to sort of you know almost make yourself comfortable with the notion of these experiences. Um, Again, it's it's sort of connecting the dissonance to reality and letting yourself know that hey, this is not as bad. This is not that past experience. These are this is not the same thing. This is a completely different thing. And persistent exposure is important. Avoidance is the bad thing here. Avoidance is the root of anxiety and dissonance and everything that makes us feel bad. Like after all of the little research that I've done for myself with mental health and with any sort of human neuroses issue, avoidance is one of the major issues, not going towards conflict, not approaching some of the situations we need to approach uh, that may be difficult for us. There's just so much that lives within that realm of avoidance and, uh, you know, just, um, not necessarily being deterred by trigger warnings is uh, could be good for your for your growth. Again, recommend talking to a therapist. I can't tell you what to do here, but uh, I think it's important. So I thought it was a good episode to do and talk about this. So you know, this is not necessarily like a entrepreneur focused thing, but if you're someone that is trying to build a business and you're suffering from PTSD and dealing with all sorts of issues, then this is one of the ways that you can start to find your way out of that. So that's why I think it's important. So that's it for today. I hope you guys are doing well. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll catch you next time on Dopamine. Be sure to check out my stuff at Let's Go See Notes on social media. And uh, I don't know. That's it for now. I got other things to promote later. But, you know, check out the links and all the things. And I'll catch you next time. Okay, bye.
Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine and providing your support for this show. I really, really appreciate it. If you really love this show, leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher to show some love for the podcast. You can also check out cnote.media to check out my work and my courses. But um, with that, we'll catch you next time. See you guys later.